Hi, and uh, this is another uh, Dovecast, and this is me and Boss cuddling on a train. <laughs> We're actually in uh, uh, so, uh, the train car on Amtrak coming back from RKS, and uh, it's, it's very, very cozy here. Actually, I'm going to turn this up a little because I want to... A little, uh, it's a little better, higher gain. And we're on the train car, and um, it's it's cozy here and all that sort of stuff. So hi, boss. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? This is uh, Boss Bondage, uh, complete with head cold, uh, courtesy of uh, <laughs> upstate New York. Uh, every seems there was about uh, 20 people at our event that were sick or uh, just supposedly coming over being sick. So I'd imagine there'll be a few other people sick this week. So <laughs> yeah, I imagine you avoided all weekend, and now that I'm I'm right next to you, I'm probably dead. Yes, you're you're <laughs> probably going to get it. But luckily, just think of it this way: there's probably 12 other people on this car sick too. Yeah, so. that's, true. that's true. That's true. But anyway, so uh, we were just coming from RKS, which was their 15th anniversary. It's a uh, Rochester uh, Kink Society, society. Yeah. and uh, they have their own dungeon uh, in. Uh, Rochester. Is that how you say it out here? Rochester. Rochester. Yeah, no, no. See, that, that's a little too Connecticut. It's, is it? No, it's just Rochester. Just is it? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm from State the other, other end of the country, so <laughs> we don't we don't have too many accents where I come from. Yeah. So. But uh, it's actually a really nice group. I mean, it's uh, funny how uh, New York State's got some uh, interesting places. And that one's actually very neat. It's the only place I know of that has their own space like that. Yeah, it was really cool because it's, it's, you know, part of this, uh, you know, really, really big industrial building. So you would think that, you know, it might not be very private or there'd be noise everywhere. But, you know, it's kind of on the lower level, and, you know, cement everywhere. And, Did you say uh, cement? Sorry, sorry, cement, yeah. Well, well, actually, no, there's no semen allowed. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I know no penetration rule, unfortunately. So, of course, all I wanted to do all weekend is get my dick sucked. But, yeah. you know, that's a whole other... Hold on I gotta turn off my phone. Yeah. It's always a big issue. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We did. Uh, you did. Uh, what classes did you do? I did. Uh, I did asymmetrical bondage on Friday night, and, uh, or Friday afternoon, and then Saturday I did uh, rope torture, the way of the sadist. That may be shocking to some of you. <laughs> Who knows me? It's such a cuddly, sweet rope top. Uh, yes, and then, uh, he's such a sweetheart. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Sunday I did uh, hands-on fear play, which is a fear play class with uh, no toys, no nothing involved, just uh, just me and, and my mind and my body. And and, and I had uh, actually four lovely bottoms for the class who all were very, very different in very different ways. And, and uh, so that was quite a bit of fun that... Uh, it was a really enjoyable class to be able to uh, have four bottoms who were very different to, to work with. So, uh, yeah, it was a nice weekend, and, and uh, they seem to have a really good group. I know that they have, like, no shortage of volunteers, which probably says something about actually. the group because yeah. so many places that I go to, you know, they have to beg, borrow, and steal for volunteers. But here it seems that they... They, you know, have more people volunteering than they can actually use. So, uh, well, they, they've really made it kind of a community center kind of thing, which is kind of cool. Their, um, uh, you know, their 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 whole structure, the fact that they all had to help building it. It's not like no one person, you know, doing it. And everyone yeah. shows up, and it's an amazing the, how much that that much of an investment in, yeah. in the individuals. It's fantastic. Yeah. Great, great response. Yeah, and you know, because they've been around fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're a, a different group. I've really seen the scene change in the last five years. And and where I where I live in Oregon, um, 
you know, our largest city, Portland, you know, our scene has really drastically changed in just the last two to three years. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, some for the good and, you know, some for the bad, I think. Um, and I think a lot of the other scenes I go into these days, uh, you know, there's, you don't have a lot of groups anymore that are 10, 15, 20 years old. Mm -hmm. And the scene is really, really changing quite a bit. Oh, yeah. uh, much more um, open, much more, more more cohesive in some ways. Yeah, and and you know, there's a lot of good things that the that you know that come along with the scene changing. But you know, there's some not so good things. Sure. There are you know a lot of struggles in different communities, and yeah. and I know in my community in Portland, where I come from, there's like this huge influx of all these like you know bar type events and mm -hmm. and you know kind of quasi kink fetish you know things at bars and stuff and and. Um, the one kind of dungeon we had in, in Portland just closed down, but, you know, they only did a thing once a month, so there was no real kind of true, you know, community-based, you know, dungeon type thing. Mm -hmm. and, uh, there's lots and lots of munches and then some house parties and stuff like that, but, um, you know, we kind of have a real different scene where I come from. And uh, uh, there's been a big influx of, you know, younger, newer people in the last couple of years, which is good. But, but because we don't have a, a, a main dungeon and, and, you know, there's all these new events cropping up. I don't know if we're getting, you know, really good high quality education and proper introduction in the scene and stuff. But, you know, uh, I think, you know, the scene in general probably has these kind of growing pains every, you know, every probably every decade or something, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like when, when did you get in the scene? I mean, when, when, when would you say you, you entered the public? Well, scene? I, let's see, I got into the scene uh, 13 years ago. I started publicly getting into the scene. Mm -hmm. So that would have been, what, 1998, somewhere around there? Okay. Something like that. So, so you've uh, been around long enough to see change. Yeah, I really have. And, you know, when I got into the scene, I was, uh, you know, I was already kinky, but, um, you know, publicly, I was 24 when I started getting into the scene. And, in my area, I live two hours south of our biggest city, and we have a pretty good-sized scene for, you know, the size of my mm -hmm. city. But, you know, there were often times where I was the only person uh, under, you know, 35 or even 40 for sometimes months at a time. I would not see anyone, you know, under 40. And, you know, I was always kind of, you know, the attitude of, oh, you know, he's a young kid and... And, you know, that's one thing that, that I never enjoyed about the scene, that, mm -hmm. you know, you may be in your 20s or 30s or, you know, you might be new, but, you know, uh, you know, they don't always kind of, you know, give you the right treatment when you're younger yeah. in the scene. And it was only five years after entering the scene that I started teaching, that I was already teaching classes mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, you know, so I was teaching classes by the time I was 30, mm -hmm. you know, so... Um, you know, just because you're younger. So I kind of got that a lot. So I, you know, try to have a good attitude towards... Uh, you were a you sweet know. young thing. I was, yeah, just a sweet, young, innocent, 24-year-old <laughs> boy. Fresh fresh into the scene, you know. So... Yeah, I got things I can show you, young man. Yes, well, I, I was showed a few things. And <laughs> I'd already known a few tricks of my own, so... There you go. But, um... I mean, I, I got into the, the New York scene... Uh, as I say, 93, and it's lazy. like you say, it's, you've been around long enough to see that kind of change, and like yeah. you said, strife, and, um, you know, you go from, you know, a scene that everyone, you know, only if, if you if you know about it, you know about it, if you don't, you don't, yeah. to, wow, I can just look it up on FET, and here I am, it's, 
like, you know, total light years from one. Well, exactly. I mean, with the, you know, by the time I got into the scene, you know, they, the, you know, things were on the internet already. That's not how I found out about it. I was, uh, uh, doing, I was doing like a, you know, where I worked, I lived at the place I worked Mm -hmm. and, and someone else that worked there with me, uh, was was into the scene mm-hmm. and and you know through talking or whatever it was like hey i i go to this you know go to this party here in town uh you know once a week is that something you want to go to it i was like well absolutely of course let's <laughs> let's go you know let's go now what when, when you know when is it insert party music here. yeah exactly well, you know it's funny about that is sir sorry okay i don't think this is a quiet car yeah we can talk we can talk like this Okay, we're, we're in trouble. So, well, Somebody's going to spank us. I, actually, it's a, it's a loud mic, so we can actually How talk. Is it? I didn't realize we were talking that talking loud. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, because uh, when we got to the, um, what was it, uh, blah, 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 as my brain goes, uh, sorry, um, the scene back in the, uh, you know, as you're saying, the internet, it's funny as the internet is only 14 years old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So basically, we're doing all this on an underage uh, thing. Yeah. And what cracks me up about it is the um, uh, when I was looking for stuff in '93. Yeah. Um, there wasn't, you know, there was the internet, but there was no web. Yeah. So I had to find it on Archie and mm-hmm. uh, Gopher. <laughs> yeah. You know. So yeah, right. by the time I got into the scene in '98, you know, the like I said, I didn't find out about it from the internet, but once I was in the scene, you know. Uh, most everything was kind of through the internet, mm-hmm. but you know now with with you know FetLife now, in the last three years, uh, you know there's actually kind of like an internet central for the scene. To where even though before you had Caller Me and you have you know Alt.com and all those places, there never really was like a one place yeah, yeah. where it's like now we go somewhere and we. Like the first question you ask people anymore is like, "Oh, hey, you know, what's, what's your, your what 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 are you on FetLife?" Yeah. And which is kind of funny because you know, uh, when I got on FetLife, I think my number is like nine thousand thirteen. So I got on really early, mm-hmm. and and I became friends with John like really really early, but um, uh, before you know FetLife got really big, mm-hmm. and I remember talking to John was like. Well, dude, you can't just stay with these numbers. Do you want Do you want me to put on my big my business card, fetlife.com backslash nine zero one three, or do you want mm-hmm. it to be, you know, backslash boss bondage? Right. So he actually changed it to to you know a username type yeah. thing, he's, which he's, helps he's, it now because now you don't have to remember numbers. So mm-hmm. people are like, oh, what's your fetlife name? That's like the first thing people ask anybody anymore it's become a, a real uh, address versus and a way of communicating yeah it's like yeah. so when you meet someone in the scene and they're like not on fat life you look at them like mm-hmm. what you're what you're not on fat life like mm-hmm. how did you get here then you know uh so that's like you know that's great and of course now you're getting you know you're getting your wankers in there and you're getting your you know <laughs> it's always gonna happen fake profiles and stuff but mm-hmm. you know i know they work really hard on uh you know, trying to keep that as low as possible, and yeah, fat life has been huge. I mean, it's like you, you know, as someone it's a game who changer. yeah, someone who travels and teaches, it's like that's all you really use anymore is fat mm-hmm. life. Yeah, it also knows you a know? number of, number of groups and a number of events actually only use that to advertise. It. Yeah, like they even, they may have a website, but they don't actually use it to advertise their events. They'll go on fat yeah, life. That's yeah, really the, the web is. the website is where you go from fat life to look up you know more information, yeah. but. 
you know everything's on FetLife now so uh, that that's a really great tool you know now they've passed a, a million users and oh. you know so some of them are actually uh, real people yes <laughs> yeah I've actually yeah I've <laughs> I've played with at least a few hundred of them so you know that's uh you know there's actually one feature I wish he had which um, there's a guy who in New York was trying to create a, uh, a kink uh, calendar uh-huh. And he was actually pretty successful. At, I can't say the word successful at it, but it was primarily local. You know, it was like the, the DC yeah. area, New York area, etc. Uh, some Midwest, but mostly our area. And he's trying to get California. Uh, and what it was was um, it was a calendar calendar, so you could actually look and see stuff. And yeah. on on Fe- you 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 kind of have to do a search for the things. I would love if he. If like anything you put in like for a date would actually show up on like the Fed calendar, so like yeah, this, yeah, you know, something you could actually download with an iCal, yeah, you know, kind of thing, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean the yeah the event section, you know, there can get a little bit messy and stuff, yeah. and and uh, I know they don't want to make like people searches easier, so but event searches would be yeah, a great idea, and actually. you know they're always working on stuff there, and with uh, you know with it growing from you know a couple hundred you know people in mm-hmm. his part of Canada just over three years ago to you know a million people now it's you know talk about growing pains right yeah, yeah. you know I, mean, I was hanging out with him in uh, Canada when I went to uh, the, um, the, 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 uh, the fetish thing up in Montreal Montreal fetish weekend and he yeah. was teaching there and he is a hoot and a half I mean I love him He's we actually we uh, we met him uh, at his first ever big event that he went to um, mm-hmm. Uh, when he went to Kinky College in Chicago, and this is actually almost three years ago, so oh, wow. I think even three years. Yeah, I think wow. I think uh, I think FetLife was like I think it had under twenty thousand people or twenty five thousand mm-hmm. people yeah. at that point, and so we met him and and you know kind of took him under our wing, and I remember his first ever bondage class. Exactly, exactly. for lunch. That's a. Uh, so yeah, he was you know his first ever bondage class was one of mine at, at Kinky College. So mm-hmm. you know he was you know he I don't know that he never expected it to be this big huge thing, and I don't no. think he certainly did. I mean he you know and and you ask him and it's like hey John, when did you go to your first munch? And it's like oh two weeks after I started Fet Life, <laughs> you know. So you know definitely uh, a visionary there. Yeah, yeah. It, it was funny. I, I, he's one of the people. That, Definitely, I actually have a lot of um, uh, trust in. Weirdly enough, because I, I have a big thing about a uh, big bug about uh, social networking. Because uh-huh. most social, social networking sites are designed to be sold out by somebody. It's exactly. Like, Tribe was awesome because uh, you know, oh, you can do anything you want, and then they sold out to it was AOL or whoever. Yeah. And you know, God, it was went downhill. And MySpace the same way. And well, yeah, MySpace I think was purchased for. Uh, Six hundred fifty million, and then <laughs> sold for sixty-five million, yeah. like a year and a half later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And uh, what I like about it, I mean, and, and all those all those spaces have always used uh, kink, fetish, etc. You know, anything sexually related to get people in, and then once they go big, you know, fuck you, sell out, sell to, out, yeah, go away. Now, what I'm fascinated by Fat Life is the fact that they have done it from the, the sex point of view. Yeah. And who the hell are they going to sell to? You know, it's that kind of thing of like I'm sitting there going, you know, uh, this one I think is going to last a while or at yeah. least a few days. Yeah, and you know, I've always, uh, you know, I always rib John about, uh, you know, oh, what is this? Are we going to change it to Fet Book now? You know, because he's, and I'm like, oh, when do we get, you know, when do we get Fetishville or you know, 
my fit. Um, and you know, and and I, you know, I've called John up on the phone many times, mm-hmm. and you know, talked to him about things. You know, when they, you know, they did this, uh, you know, where you could only list and you know make a post, mm-hmm. you know, three times in three days or whatever. Right. And, you know, a lot of people were, you know, upset about that, mm-hmm. you know, who ran events and stuff. And then he, you know, changed the policy up a little bit. And, and you know, I, I know personally that, you know, it's going to be a tough job for them trying to, like, you're never going to make everyone happy. Yeah, you never do. And, you know, someone's always going to be upset. And now mm-hmm. with so many people, it's like, you know, something I don't like at all. Sometimes everybody else will love and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, but, you know, it's a, it's a cool thing to to have that you know and uh and uh now john is is you know felt life's in vancouver canada now yeah they moved they moved out of uh, out of the french part of canada uh, which is good so angry about that oh yeah he was like they changed i think the the, what he said was the 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 break what broke the camel's back from was when they changed the uh uh his uh electric bills yeah they, they went we're not doing it there's no no longer going to be english version on it yeah and it's like it, oh, yeah, my bill. yeah yeah it's ridiculous i mean you, you know you live in this you know country and a little tiny part of it speaks french and they like bully the rest of the country you know? yeah but but yeah so uh now that they're in vancouver you know that's i mean that's an eight hour drive from where i'm at and i'm i'm in that part of canada six seven eight times a year to teach so I'll, uh, you got a good Canadian connection there. I, I do, and actually, last time I saw him uh, earlier this year mm-hmm. at an event, and that's where we did our now famed, uh, you know, lube wrestling match for for charity, <laughs> which everybody, everybody seemed to enjoy. Uh, you know, two fat sweaty men wrestling each other in lube. So much bad there. Well, and John loved it because you know, I mean, how many other people are going to make him look, you know, skinnier? I have this great photo I took of him in Montreal with a, uh, I think it was a monster soda that, like, he should be the spokesman. You know, i oh, yeah. to put it up on Fed. I think he drinks, like, well, like, eight Red Bulls a day. And yeah. He seems to do nothing all day but, you know, drink Red Bull and eat fattening foods and code. Greek desserts and stuff and code. Yeah, he, he's a coder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. I live like a butterfly. <laughs> I drink sugar. I'm done. Yeah, if he smoked, he'd be, like, you know, chain smoking all day, too. Yeah. But, you know... <laughs> So what, uh, uh, what would you say the differences in uh, teaching in uh, Canada versus the U.S.? Well, here's the thing about Especially Canada, because I've only taught in, in, you know, Vancouver, Victoria. So what is, you know, southwest Canada, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for Canada is, you know, a- above the northwest for me. And even though, you know, Canada is a very different, you know, it's a different country, there's a lot of differences... Uh, at least in the Vancouver area, it still feels very Northwest to me. Um, So, you know, I live in Oregon, which is a very liberal state, um, which is actually, I think, probably the most liberal state uh, in the country because, you know, like when I say went to Boston and and you hear about, you know, Boston liberalism, but then I get there and I find out there's no no dungeons because they keep getting raided and people keep getting arrested. Well, part of the problem there is the... uh, it's not so much that it's not liberal, but the, um, the assault laws yeah. specifically outlaw hitting people, and they actually <coughs> do have stuff in regards to a little bit of, you know, hit somebody with a flogger kind of thing. Yeah. And it's it, it's unfortunate, but it's that one, it's interesting how that one little fly changes the entire flavor. Yeah, but, you know, of course, where I come from, you know, we have, like, you know, we're the only, 
you know, state and the in the whole country with, you know, legally assisted suicide. You know, not to mention medical marijuana. And so, you know, when I go to other places that are supposedly liberal mm-hmm. and in reality are not that liberal, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's always shocking. But when I go to Vancouver, it feels very Northwest to me because it is a very liberal area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've noticed in the scene up there, uh, they have, you know, quite a bit of a, kind of a heavy, you know, over PC you know, type contingent there, and you know they have issues with that. And, they always have a work. You know, I've I a group that I used to teach for. There was a big thing about about having. Uh, was it was the the thing you got at Bound in Boston with the uh, feedback? You said fuck too many times. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I said. I, I seriously think so, I think somebody was just fucking with you. Like no, that. no. It's it's it actually seemed serious because <laughs> they were like you know kind of at, at Bound in Boston. I one of my feedback forms mm-hmm. said that. I said fuck too many times in my bondage for sex class. When, when I did uh, one of the early classes I did, which was like, human bondage, I actually got somebody who was like, literally like, how could you do that to those poor little girls? I mean, like, it's fucking predicament. Yeah. Just like, what did you walk in here for so I could fake yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, so, like yeah. I said, I mean, maybe somebody was serious, maybe they weren't. And I, you know, I have, I, you know, my teaching style, I try mm-hmm. to be real funny, and I have a lot of little, you know, funny one-liners I use, mm-hmm. and so people will say things like that, and I'll be like, oh, well, I'm clearly hollow inside, of course. I mean, you know, because God forbid that, you know, this cute little girl, you know, who, you know, you think I'm just this, you know, big meanie with a stick and, you know, I'm... You're a big meanie with a stick. Well, I am a big meanie with a stick, but, you know, uh, these, you know, cute little young we, girls, we, they beg me for it. They we don't beg. have no failure to communicate. Yeah, well, just, just, uh, just in Rochester, you know, there was like, you know, there were like, you know lines of you know trying to jockey for position for these horribly mean you had a line for that for these horribly mean classes i was teaching Mm -hmm. and it's like there's you know they may be cute young girls but they're not you know poor innocent sweet little cute young girls they you know they are more than willing participants in this so i'm always stunned by the you know the smaller they are the more resilient and like yeah yeah it's okay use me as a ball and ball you know well yeah and i you know i've always been a, a I've always been a lover of the curvy body and and you know mm-hmm. i typically am more attracted to you know a curvier type person but you know i like all kinds but mm-hmm. i've always kind of heard this this attitude you know from from people that oh well you know that girl you know she's real skinny she's you know i could break her this or that and it's like well you know yeah, i've had play partners i've had play partners of all sizes and i've had some play partners that were very thin and petite and 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 mm-hmm. I did quite a bit to them and did not break them. Oh, yeah. So. I, I used to play with this uh, small, I mean, teeny weeny little girl, Asian, like, bird bone kind of thing. Bastard. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, you know, Mur- Murphy's funny because he's, uh, he's got this thing with me where uh, I've uh, suspended a Japanese girl, I've suspended a Chinese girl, and he's like, I've never done that. And I'm like, I'm Well, sorry. I've suspended Japanese girls well, well, and, you know, all the, that. But. Here, here's the kicker. We were at, um, there's this girl he was trying to pick up at one of the uh, tribe parties to put her up yeah and she you know he, he had somebody else who was putting up first and i walked over and i figured you know i'll let him have it all you know and i just started talking to her and like she goes well, i'm putting me up right now and i'm like okay like i'm gonna say no yeah and he's like you bastard <laughs> you should just put her up you know dove blocked once again yeah right? dove blocked once again but uh, i mean he's not serious about it yeah it oh, is yeah. funny there is uh, amongst you know people that that like bondage. There's always kind of a, a healthy competition, I would say. <laughs> uh, 
you know, some of my best yeah. friends in the scene were pretty much always trying to cockblock each other and yeah. one up each other and all. My ropes, but that is rope. When I get a, you know, when I get a certain teaching gig somewhere or something, you know, I, I went to, I went to Europe twice this year to teach, and mm-hmm. and a couple of my my you know friends, uh, you know, we will try to kind of one up each other and. You know, mostly healthy way, but uh, so that you know that was good fuel for for, for some ribbing for mm-hmm. a friend or two of mine. Like, oh no, you're not going to Europe this year to teach? Oh well, I'm going twice. Jeez, you know. <laughs> but um, you no, know, you I just did. You just did. Uh, was it the uh, a leprechaun? I just did Twisted Leprechaun just here. Uh, I guess it's been about a month, mm-hmm. and that was their fir- that was Ireland's first ever. BDSM conference. Uh, you know, they've. Uh, Donnie Darko. Tommy Darko, Donnie Stella, Darko Stella, uh, Stella. Stella Perversa. Perversa. That's their uh, FetLife names, yes. of course. Tommy's Do- awesome. He's Italian and he lives in, uh, like, from Italy. Yeah. He lives in Ireland. So imagine a, 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 a full Italian. There you go. Da-da, da-da, yeah. You know, with an Irish accent. <laughs> no, no. I don't think he. Ha- no, I don't think. I've, I've noticed there's a little. On some of the words, he does have a lilt. Well, you're from New York, so you guys are, you know, have. <laughs> You know, four thousand accents in, in New York City <laughs> on, on one one block alone, probably. Yeah. But no, you know, it was great because I mean, their scene is really only like five years old. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't like. Uh, you know, they didn't. You couldn't buy a Playboy magazine or a condom in Ireland until the eighties. Yeah. So it's like their scene is so new, and it's like to go to somewhere. Up, up those new condoms. Exactly. So to well, actually, they don't use that many condoms in Ireland. That's a whole other story. But. Mm. To go somewhere where like everybody doesn't already hate each other and isn't jaded and they're like still trying to get along and everything's mm-hmm. new and fresh like because you know when you've been in the scene long enough and especially as when you know you become a presenter and you travel mm-hmm. around you just you become jaded i mean yeah. that's just life you do something long enough no mm-hmm. matter how great it is you yeah. just become jaded and it's like it's not like that there and it's like fresh and new yeah it's it, it was really awesome and everyone was just like so excited mm-hmm. to have it and be there and it, it was a great experience and of course you know i mean i got to speak you know spend a week in dublin and you know do a bondage photo shoot in a you know 500 year old mm-hmm. cemetery and you know tie up tie a pot english and you know irish girls and so that was no fun, fun whatsoever did it yeah you know, well it's that's a tough life i lead i mean you know <laughs> It's not always glamour like, you know, being on Amtrak for, you know, four or five hours. It's not always glamour like that, you know. Sometimes they throw you in an airplane. and Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, you know, you have to fly over the ocean. Over uh, the ocean, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, continually, you know, thankful of, of, you know, the opportunities I've been given as a, Mm -hmm. as a presenter who is lucky enough to be able to do this full time as a living you know, I occasionally like, you know, going to Ireland and going to, you know, other events. It's like, you know, wow, this, you know, this is awesome. It's amazing that, you know, that I'm what able to do this. What, 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 what is it that got you teaching? What is the thing that you, why did you start? What did you like? Well, you know, ultimately, you know, when I started get, getting serious about bondage, which I think mm-hmm. was uh, almost nine years ago now, okay. uh, you know, I'd already been in the scene for, you know, several years and had been kinky before that. You know, when I started getting serious about bondage, there was no one in my area at all that was doing it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I developed, you know, a completely unique style because I never took a single class, read a single book. We just, we literally, you know, my slave Tiffany, that 
Tiffany and I, we just, we taught ourselves with, with, you know, no influence or no nothing. So I had kind of, I had kind of started teaching a little bit, like, you know, locally, you know, within just the Northwest, you know, within a state or so away from me. And I was teaching a little bit and then we decided to go to our first shibari con. And we thought at our first shibari con, so this would be, I think, six years ago now. I think I'll be teaching at my fifth shibari con mm-hmm. this year. So I think that'll make six years ago. Because um, we didn't teach at our first one. We just went. And I thought that we were going to go to shibari con. And it was going to be this event where it was going to humble us. And we were going to go back to Eugene, Oregon. And, you know, go back to the drawing board. Yeah. And we went there. And it was like... We both, you know, a day or two in, looked at each other and was like, wow, you know, we do things differently than everybody else here, mm-hmm. you know, and we realized that because we were in our own little bubble and, and had no one else, mm-hmm. you know, that we developed a, a very unique style. Um, and that's what really made me wanted to start teaching. And not only that besides wanting to share my knowledge you know Mm -hmm. we had started to become very edgy with our rope play Mm -hmm. you know we were doing you know suspension just with four mil and we were you know i was using you know 30 or 60 feet of rope for a suspension you know we so we were you know and doing lots of neck rope and Mm -hmm. and you know you know suspension lines just from the big toe and you know we were so we were getting very edgy Mm -hmm. and it was getting to the point where we basically felt that the need to start educating other people so we could play how we wanted. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just, oh my God, we have to stop these scenes because it's, you know, dangerous and, and whatever. And, and, you know, when you play edgy with rope, it is dangerous. Uh, but we basically wanted to start educating people just out of our own need to want to be able to play like everybody else in a dungeon and enjoy ourselves. Because we were doing this kind of you know, I remember my first class at, at ShibariCon was, mm-hmm. you know, sadistic suspension. And it was like, uh, there just was no one doing stuff like that mm-hmm. back then. It was just, you know, I mean, the rope community in general is kind of like 10 years old. Sure, people yeah. were doing rope before that, but it all really kind of started with the first ShibariCon. Yep. That was, I mean, it was yeah, such a small scene and such a small thing that, you know, I'm part of a community that's... Well, you know, know new within another community. Before uh, Shurikon, a lot of, if you did rope, you were not considered a real sadist. Exactly. It was like, or anywhere else I knew, it was like, oh, you do rope. Okay, well, you, you do that so you can hit them, right? Yeah. You know, you tie them up so they can't move. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, no. I mean, when Tim uh, uh, Mortis uh, first set up the first Shurikon, uh he'd be going to events with me and stuff, and we'd be hanging out. And uh, uh, the other reason also, on top of, you know, like, getting everyone together and having fun with it was he wanted to get all the teachers together that he always wanted to uh, learn from. Yeah. And then it, it took us like another four years before we actually took a class. Yeah. Because you're doing it. Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I remember, I think my first Shibari Khan was, well, it was the first one at the hotel they're at now. So the Hyatt, yeah, So I was... was yeah. Unfortunately, I had to miss the Purple Hotel. So I think that was like... No, no, be happy. Yes, I think, so I hotel. think that was the third year, I think. Mm-hmm. So, you they know... Tore, they tore down the Purple Hotel. Oh, did they really? Right wow. after us. Was like, That's awesome. Yeah. That's well, awesome. On, the, mold in, the mold in those rooms. I mean, they, we, people thought they were like... It was like uh, double occupancy, but it was triple occupancy because of the mold. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I, actually, I got a funny story you'd love. 
um, we just set up the dungeon. That was the first year, I think, it was the first year we had the, uh, the <coughs> swing sets, the four uh -huh. And Tim and I were, were, da were, were down the dungeon. We just finished the night before. And suddenly we realized there's a mom, a dad, and two kids, you know, son and a daughter. Yeah. Like, they're like maybe 10 or something yeah. like that, or eight, wandering through all of our equipment. <laughs> and we're like standing there like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And they wander through, and dad's like, Thumping the wood like, like yeah. mm hmm, good construction. You know, yeah. mom's just mm, looking at stuff. So they get to the door, and the dad turns to us and goes, "Um, what kind of adventure are you guys doing?" And mom just grabs him and goes, "I'll tell you about it later, dear," and just yanks him out <laughs> of the room. And we're like, oh, "That's wow. awesome! That's awesome!" Oh, yeah. But uh, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. So <laughs> you know, that that's kind of where it really started for us was was you know Shibari Khan and and like I remember. I taught at my first Shibari Con, and then that led to this teaching gig, which led mm -hmm. to this one. And you know, so you know, five years later, you know, there you are. I've, yeah, and I've been doing You're this. Stop. I've been doing this uh, full time now for three years. So, you know, I guess I keep rolling the dice every year and keep getting lucky enough to be able to, you know, travel the world and tie girls up for a living. So, you take it's uh, yeah. well, boys, do well. I did a, uh, Any, a anyone that has thing. has at least you know one leg or one arm or can at least get to the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. All you gotta do is get there, and I'll I'll tell you. I did a, a photo shoot thing for a uh, uh, photographer. Um, Hi. Yes. Conversation. Oh, that's a. Is this no a quiet way. car? Or? No, that's a quiet car. But people oh. are offended by what you're saying. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. I thought we. Sorry, were, we're gonna turn off now. I we're being um, go to the cafe car. Um, we've got him more enough for right now. Yeah. I thought we were being quiet. Sorry. Yeah, I could hear you. I guess. We're in trouble. We are in trouble now because we're talking about things people should know. I guess we're not in liberal New York. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we are. We're upstate New York. Well, yeah. signing off for right now. Bye-bye.